Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. In this day, in 1536, William Tyndale, the English translator of the New Testament, is strangled and burned at the stake for heresy in Villeborde, France. Welcome to a What the Fuck History, a podcast where we discuss the wackiest and weirdest incidents that make us say, well... What the fuck, history? I am your illiterate human textbook, Zachary. I'm Megan, and just because I majored in this doesn't mean I know any of the stories that are going to be said tonight. I'm Matt. It's past my bedtime, and I'm hoping one of my friends can tell me something that will put me to sleep. Um, I don't know what I'm going to say is going to put you to sleep, but, uh... Matt? Mm-hmm? As you can hear it crinkling on the microphone... I have a good old-fashioned American fucking cheeseburger. I can yeah. hear that. I got an ice-cold beer. Uh-huh. Okay. Because I want to talk about someone who's very, 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 very fucking American tonight. Oh, Please, God. Are we go talking on. about Donald Trump? Because I will walk out. No, it's it's not. Mm. It's not even Teddy Roosevelt. Oh, okay. God. It's his daughter, Alice. Oh. What? Oh. Alice How, how the Roosevelt. tables have turned. How the tables have turned. Alice Roosevelt, the original DC troublemaker. This fucking woman. I. She's long dead. Rest in peace. And also, very, very much born before I was. But I love her dearly. Um, <laughs> we're gonna start with this. The best way to to start with the wonderful world of Alice is Alice was said. <laughs> So when Alice was 15, this is like the biggest thing to talk about. And, and this is going to be a little bit different of a format than my normal thing where it's here's story, let's talk about it. This is, we're going to rapid fact some stuff. Okay. Okay. So when Alice was 15 yeah. and her father was the governor of New York, good old Bull Moose, yeah. um, she was such a troublemaker that her dad and her stepmom were basically like, we're going to send you to boarding school if you don't put your shit in order. And she responded to Teddy Roosevelt, (laughs) the man who did a 90-minute speech with a bullet in his chest, and said, if you send me, I will humiliate you. I will do something that will shame you. I tell you, I will. And her parents didn't send her to boarding school. Oh my god. Teddy Roosevelt was so threatened (laughs) by little Alice. Yeah, so Teddy Roosevelt, as known by history, has... The biggest balls. Yeah. Scientifically proven, his balls are gigantic. People have done Imagine studies. the balls on 15-year-old Alice when she walks up to brass balls Teddy Roosevelt and says, I will humiliate you. And he balls where you just can't. And he's like, yeah, no, no, uh, we'll yeah. keep you here. Literally goes up to the fucking bull moose and is like, Come at me, motherfucker. And Teddy's like, okay, oh, nope, nope, you win. Okay, oh, nope. And then so, she walked away and was like, Daddy, I love you, though. You always... Like, <laughs> but Daddy, you I know. love you. Daddy, yeah. I love you. So it, this is amazing. I mean, the list keeps going on. So Alice was a self-described pagan, and she dismissed Christianity in a time where Christianity was extremely predominant. What? Uh, as sheer voodoo. Uh, oh, my God. I love her. <laughs> right i think oh. we're all gonna walk away from this discussion with the exact same thoughts of oh. alice we're we're all little gay for alice <laughs> we're all a little gay for alice um, i mean wait a minute you're the only one here wait, that would be okay gay. <laughs> listen i stand by my statement and we're all yeah, little no, gay I, for I, alice. That's why. I went right for it i endorsed it let's go let's keep moving forward let's um 
So at one point, Alice is like, so Teddy Roosevelt's now in the Oval Office. He's president, blah, blah, blah. He's talking to some person and they're having a meeting. And Alice is pestering the shit out of these two men. And the guy turns around to Teddy Roosevelt and is like, can you control your daughter? And Teddy Roosevelt's response is, I can be president of the United States or I can attend to Alice. I cannot possibly do both. (laughs) Again, I will bring up the size of Teddy Roosevelt's testicles and remark on the fact that his daughter... Scared him to death? Yeah, was working with a pair of titanium balls. Yeah. Titanium fucking... 20-ton testicles. That's what is on this woman. Yeah. Um, She, you know, basically would spend most of her nights doing things that no... Woman of normal class? Per, yeah, like, so it was said that she preferred to wear pants to dresses, which was Amen, not brother. something that happened at this time. Uh, and she also would continuously place bets with bookies and race cars down the D.C. streets. I love her. Right. She was forbidden from smoking by her father under his roof. But so she climbed anyways. on yeah. right? So she climbed oh. onto the White House roof. Of course Wait. she did. <laughs> Wait, so her dad said, Alice, you cannot smoke you can't and she smoke was like under my roof. And yeah. she went, I'll smoke what? on it then. On the yeah, roof. I'll smoke on you don't own the sky, Dad. Also, I don't believe in God, and then she flipped off the clouds. <laughs> Pretty much, she's just, like, sitting there on top of the White House, and her dad's like, get down from there, Alice! I told you not to smoke under my roof! And she's like, I'm not on your roof, takes one drag, and the whole cigarette turns to ash, flips off her dad in the sky, and is like, I'm gonna live forever! I'm gonna live forever! She's like, paganism! (laughs) I mean, it's really sad that she didn't. I'll say that. I know! It's really sad that she didn't live forever. You know, we don't don't know that, honestly. We don't know what deals she made. Like, during her pagan rituals, which I hope she held on, in the Rose Garden. Hey, uh, wait, we're going to get there. Oh, oh, oh my god. <laughs> she kept a garter snake in her pocket at all times, called what? Emily Spinach. What? Emily, wait, 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 wait. Emily Spinach? Yes. I okay. love her. <laughs> is, is there a reason given for why she named it Emily Spinach? She nope. doesn't need a reason. She doesn't need a reason. She's Alice fucking Roosevelt. Okay, fair. <laughs> Go on. Um, she was, So she kind of gained this notoriety to the point where, well, her father was president. They had to hire a separate separ- secretary. A separate secretary. Wow, hold on. Well, that was they a lot of hire S's. A separate, right, yeah. They needed to hire a separate secretary just to handle the amount of fan mail this woman got. To the uh, fucking White House. You know what? Half of the half of those letters were me from the future sending them to the past. Like, Imagine <laughs> being the president of the United fucking states and your daughter gets more fan mail than you do. Right? Uh, can you yeah. can you imagine Teddy coming down and being like, "Hey, is there any mail for me?" And like the servant or whatever who's bringing it in has like this big fucking bag of mail. It's just like, "I'm sorry, sir. Uh, none of this is for you." <laughs> but four for you, Glenn Coco. It's the end of Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, except for it's just. Alice Mail. Yeah, <laughs> Alice Mail, which was uh, a name that they were going to give the United States Postal Service, but it was shut down. <laughs> it was shut down. Um, so she ends up getting sent on this delegation to Asia. Um, of course she does. Basically to be sent out of her father's hair. Um, and she meets this congressman named Longworth, uh, and she ends up getting married to him. Wow, she settled down. That honestly must have been one hell of a guy. Okay, okay so I'm no guess- then. All right, I'm, I'm guessing he wasn't that it's great. A strong no. She meets Longworth, gets married, cuts her wedding cake with a fucking sword. Well, of course. Where did she does. get it? You know what? I'm not going to question where she gets anything anymore. Was um, Emily Spinach at the wedding? Emily, ah, maybe probably <laughs> Emily Spinach the fifth. I don't know how the lifespan of garter snakes. I don't know that either. Not super long. <laughs> but I'm guarantee Emily Spinach was just like, Whoop, I'm around. <laughs> she got I'm Emily. She got Emily Spinach the second to be her maid of honor. I was gonna say <laughs> Emily Spinach ad number here. We lost count a long time ago. <laughs> was the like maid of honor and also the groomsman. All of us. Oh, so all Emily Spinaches. 
<laughs> it's just an entire bridal party of snakes. And <laughs> so I digress. The the marriage lasted, but apparently was had a bunch of infidelity on both sides. Everybody be cheating. Um I couldn't Alice remember what mostly, I bet. Yeah. So I can't remember I can't I, I lost what she named her child that she had with the other person. It doesn't matter. It was, like a, it was a slight nod to who this person was. Oh, are you talking about her daughter? Was it her daughter? Her daughter, um, Deborah, as in Deborah, because she yeah. slept with a guy named William Bora. Bora? Senator <laughs> William Bora, so she even bore his child, and part of her brilliantly malicious sense of humor, she considered naming her daughter Deborah, a.k.a. Deborah. Uh, what? I love her so much! So fucking Oh my god. <laughs> Also, there is a reason for her uh, snake being called Emily Spinach. Oh, I guess it was she, na- she named her Emily after her aunt and then Spinach because it was green. That's oh, like okay. the equivalent of like the way a child names like Anything. its first puppy. But it's okay, so but like, good. I will call she suddenly named the first one Emily Spinach she... and was like, it's just going to keep going. Yeah, it, for sure. I need to look up. Hold on, I need to look up really quick the uh, lifespan of a, a garter, garter snake. snake. I just need to know. I need to know if Emily Spinach was. Oh man, it's so. Uh, if you have, if you take good care of a garter snake, it reaches like ten years old. Oh man! But usually, it's in the wild. It's four to five years. So yeah, Emily Spinach, uh, the first senior. Did senior. not last. Yeah, it did not last her whole life. Yeah. Um. So, did definitely did not last her whole life. She probably had many of them. Always kept one in her pocket. Um. But so you know, she continues to be a socialite and do whatever for her entire time. Um. She was banned from the White House by Teddy Roosevelt's successor, Howard Taft, William Howard Taft. Because she buried a voodoo doll of Taft's wife in the front yard. Wait, I'm just, I'm just picturing, like, as soon as Teddy Roosevelt isn't president anymore, she's still showing up to the White House, and Taft yeah. is like, dude, you don't live here anymore. And she's like, fuck you, Taft. Fuck if you, God, Taft. If my dad can't control me, if God himself can't control me, you certainly will not. Ugh. Also, no, then she shows him, then she shows him, like, the voodoo doll, and she's like, this will be somewhere in this house, and you'll never find it. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no, the best part, it wasn't even hidden in the house, it was in the front yard. It was literally, like, he woke up at, like, one morning and looked outside in the, the fucking front lawn of the the White House, I don't remember what it's called, because I'm in an idiot, but, that- like, you just see... Alice Roosevelt with a shovel, just like, (laughs) and like dead-eyed looks tapped in the fucking eyes, holds up a voodoo doll of his wife and just drops it in. Drops it into the hole that she's just dug. She's just like, who doesn't live here now, Taft? (laughs) Whose house is it now? It wasn't my daddy's house. It's not your house. It's my house. It's my house. And he just backs slowly away from the window. Some and then she's like... still lives there now. <laughs> oh. And then she's like, come on, Emily Spinach, the 10th. Like, let's go. <laughs> uh, Are there yeah. any other crazy facts about this woman's uh, life or no? I got two more, and then I'm going to wrap up on Alice. Okay. Uh, one being that she was also immediately banned from the White House by the following president, Woodrow Wilson... After she said a slew of dirty jokes about him in public. Oh my god, she just kept showing up to all of these presidents. <laughs> and they were like, Alice, you do not live here. I think the fact of the matter is that Alice showed up to the White House to confront all of these presidents. Hoping, hoping that one day someone would be like, you want to have a pissing contest, Alice? And she could say, mine's bigger, I win. Yup. Oh my uh, goodness. Apparently Jimmy Carter is the only president that she never met at the White House, that while she was alive, she actually refused to see him. Oh, great. Well, why? Like, why? What, what did, yeah, like, what did he do to, to offend her? I don't remember what it was, but I think it was something, she just like, 
I don't. It was really towards the end of her life, and she had breast cancer twice. Oh, okay. So she... I don't. I, I. I. But I definitely think it was out of spite. Like I know it was something. She's it like couldn't every... have just been. I feel like it had to be. I think. She's yeah. like. I think she lived her whole life out of spite. Spite. Yeah, yeah definitely. So. Uh, but a perceived lack of social grace on the part of Jimmy Carter caused her to decline to ever meet him. Oh, he was the one who lacked social Basically grace. Basically like, oh, you're not good enough. Oh, shit. <laughs> She's like, I don't even want to get banned by the White ha- from the White House by you, okay? <laughs> I feel like that then becomes an annual event. It's like, oh, and the new president's inauguration, but this is what really matters. Now that he's been coming into office, he is waiting on the front lawn for, oh, and there she is, Miss Alice Roosevelt. Oh, uh, and he's ready. banned her. He's yep, banned her from the White House. All right, we now, gave her another shot. Now um, his term has officially started. It's almost like, uh, it's almost like <laughs> Groundhog Day in a way. It's like he can't really be president until Alice Roosevelt you comes ban Alice Roosevelt from the White House. And he ceremoniously bans her from the White House. Oh, I love it. Sorry, Alice, um, you're not becoming president today. I was just sworn in, and Alice just looks at him and goes, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um, the last Alice fact I'm going to throw out at you, uh, and as I said, she did battle breast cancer twice, uh, and she actually got two mastectomies. Mm. So in 1970, right after her final, well, second and final mastectomy, she declared herself Washington's only topless octogenarian. Uh, wow. I just, I'm like blown away by because her. Because she's I... a bad fucking bitch. You've dropped a lot of cold hard facts on us tonight. I have! And you know what? Like, there was too much, too much delicious, juicy American burger to stuff into this one thing. I couldn't just do one note and go. It, it, you needed everything. You did. Yeah, no kidding. That's yeah, a that was no, that was really good. I honestly didn't know anything about her. Like, obviously, you hear about Teddy Roosevelt, right, and how badass he was. I mean, but the like, man, man rode a moose. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But like, I'm really happy that the apple actually became its own tree. Yeah. In this case. <laughs> And that's literally what it was. It's like Teddy Roosevelt was known for being this this very, this all this bravado and riding a fucking moose and getting shot and still delivering a 90-minute speech where he made fun of the guy for shooting him. Like, and to the point where I'm going to actually want to cover this in a later episode, but Teddy Roosevelt actually wrote to Woodrow Wilson at the beginning of World War I and was like, dude, let me, let me storm the beaches. <laughs> like, and that's the stock that she came from. But you know what? She did her own thing, and I think that makes it so much more impressive to the point where, again, even her father was afraid of her at points. Yeah, no it's kidding. Beautiful. Amen, brother. Who like, wouldn't be afraid of her? Uh, you know what? Or should I say, Amen, sister? Amen, like, amen sister. Amen, Alice Roosevelt. Damn, dude. Oh. What about you? Right, I'm gonna take you a bite of this juicy, juicy burger. What? I said, what about you, Megan? Do you have any juicy stories to tell? So mine is definitely not jovial, guys. Like, we can't just... I guess we're going to jump from Alice Roosevelt, who had a charming garter snake named Emily Spinach, to... uh, To your really sad story. Yeah, I guess. So just like Um, last week, we'll we'll sandwich it. It'll be an up with, like, a Zach story, a down with you, and then I'll bring it it right back around with, with a little bit of happiness. Okay, All right, good. come on, depress me. I like that. Okay, so uh, I'd like to start it off with this ominous sentence. Have you guys ever heard of Undark? Undark? Yeah, so it, nope. Undark is what um, the U.S. Radium Corporation used to call radium. And let me just say that the U.S. Radium Corporation is like the most unoriginal supervillain conglomerate name I have ever heard. <laughs> I'm so ready for this. Like, you said it's going to be depressing, but I'm kind of excited. Yeah, so it's pretty depressing, but uh, back in Zach the day... Ra- ear boner. <laughs> Don't we all? Um... Back in the day, radium was used to produce, like, luminous paints and was marketed under the term undark. So it glowed and it made things look really cool. And it was also used to make radioluminescent watches for the military. 
So, mm-hmm. you know, like the cool glow in the dark watches where they could like be under the cover of night and be like, all right, guys, it's like whatever the fuck military time is. Um, but to... <laughs> <laughs> she can't be bothered to figure out military time. So she is just like, whatever the fuck this time is. Just yeah, whatever the twelve. I know it's just at twelve, but let me tell you how bad at math I am. How bad it's, at math are you? I have no joke for it, but it's really sad. Oh, all right. anyway. Uh, but to it, yeah, fair enough. But to make the watches, there needed to be factories, obviously, and the people who were usually in these factories were women. Um, but the corporation like misled the ladies who worked here into believing that radium was safe despite the owners of the factories and all the chemists who work there going in with like fucking lead suits and handling the radium with tongs and I they feel were like, like if you go to work and your employer is wearing a hazmat suit while telling you that you don't need one you need to find a new place to work why are you actually describing real life vault tech <laughs> honestly though like i kind of am it's okay you'll be all right for the future for don't the worry future. about our lead suits yeah this is just this is uh our business suit this is what we wear to meetings <laughs> but it obviously wasn't safe like it's radioactive um so what happened was uh they also told the girls you're gonna be working with like very fine watch dials and i'm gonna give you a really small brush so what you do is you're gonna have to put it in between your lips to make the uh hairs of the brush really fine so you'll be able to do all this good detail work and the girls thought it was safe so they were like uh okay that sounds fine and it wasn't fine because they were ingesting radioactive elements (laughs) So they had him sucking on the world's worst radioactive lollipop. I mean, pretty much. Yeah, and they any of the flavor. I was going to yeah. say, hey, Matt, how many licks does it take to get to the center of a radioactive Tootsie Pop? You These girls will never know. Before you, uh, yeah, you, you die of cancer before you find out. They Yeah, so they thought it was safe, too. And, like, the worst part is it looked hella cool. So what they would do is paint their fingernails, their face, and their teeth with it, too. And it would glow. And then so it they would all come melted home. off. Dude, like, they were doing this. So they, they got paid by the dial. So they were doing, like, 250 dials a day. And each dial was 29 cents that they were making in now dollars. 21, 29 now dollar cents? Yeah, 29 now dollar cents they were making per dial. That's only 772, uh, $72.50? Listen, dude, I'll trust your math, but like it was work, (laughs) right? (laughs) I told you. She's already said she's really bad at math, Zach. Why are you throwing it in her face? Because (laughs) I had to use my calculator thrice in order to make sure that my math was right. Okay, I'm glad that you actually took out your calculator to do it. Uh, so they were making, like, dirt cheap money, and um, they they were suffering from complications as they were ingesting more and more radium, like, things no like... No shit! Yeah, no shit, right? So all of them started to get, like, anemia, bone fractures, and necrosis of the jaw, which they started to call radium jaw. Oh, they because, had a fun little catchphrase for their Yeah, they had... They had a word for it. So, you know, as bad as that that was, um, the girls started going up to the companies being like, yo, I think something's wrong. Like, we all keep getting sick. And they kept going to the doctors, too. And the doctors, who knew radium was poisonous, were like, this is from radium. And the companies were like, yeah, but have you considered maybe it's like syphilis and that you're a whore? <laughs> <laughs> Always blaming the victim. Uh, yeah, and like, oh my god! I, I like. First off, that sounds like something the company would do. <laughs> like, honestly, it sounds like something the company would do, or companies now, right? Like Jeff, like Sir Jeff Bezos is over there being like, "Yeah, but like you're getting corona because I don't know." Is it you're syphilis? Poor? Is it syphilis? <laughs> When in doubt, blame syphilis. When in doubt, blame syphilis. Honestly, it has so many symptoms. Like, what isn't syphilis at this point? I really love the, uh, I'm just, I'm just picturing this, like, 
Excuse me, Mr. Boss Man. Um, I have some symptoms that are strange. And he's like, well, thank you for coming to my office, Margaret. I did want to talk to you about how much dick you've been sucking. Also, <laughs> if we turn the lights off, have you noticed that you glow? <laughs> That's pretty sexy. I can see why you're always riding the D. <laughs> like, but here- You're a human <laughs> disco ball. We could market this to circuses. <laughs> like, uh, the other part that I'm also, and this is the really morbid sense of humor that I have, you say that, oh, we're going to talk about how much dick you've been sucking. How long can you suck dick if your entire jaw rots off? Hey, yeah, I'll that's, tell you this. No teeth thing. is better than some teeth. Mm. You know I what? I can't Maybe... imagine that no jaw is better than at least a little jaw. But <laughs> Well, that's <laughs> counterintuitive at that point. Like, you, you don't have, you need two, you need the two. You need the two halves, you're right. You need the, the two halves. Checks. The lower checked. part of the jaw is important for giving blowies. <laughs> yep. A hundred percent. So, uh, do you, do you want to, so the last part of this story is eventually these girls, um, got a lawyer to represent them. It mm-hmm. took them two years to find a lawyer. And by then because... half their faces had melted to the ground. I mean, pretty much. So it took them two years to find this lawyer to take on, like, a big company. But then it took them even longer because a lot of the women couldn't even get out of bed to lift their arms to take because the oath. Because they were sucking so well, much yeah. dick. The, no, well, yeah, I was going to say, true. they're actually Wicked Witch of the Westing it. I'm melting! I, like, dude, seriously. But, and then, and then, they won. They won in the lower courts. And the yeah, company the was just like... What? <laughs> said, what are the chances of that? So, yeah, they actually won. And they were like, hell yeah, they're going to have to pay compensation. And then the company was like... No, we're just going to wait for you to die. They're like, let's try another court. And then oh, they appealed Jesus. it. And then they appealed it again. And then they took it to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court was just like, you have done this so many times. We refuse to hear the appeal. And ultimately... They this case had to be won eight times before the um, company paid any money. Fuck! <laughs> I know that's what I'm saying. And by then they had Wicked Witch of the Wested. Seriously, at that point, it's like not even the original people who can do it. Like we are now we... wheeling into the court the remains of Margaret Thatcher. No, it can't be Margaret Thatcher. No, it can't be Margaret <laughs> Thatcher. <We are> now... <laughs> We, we are now wheeling into the court the remains of Margaret something. Tannenbaum. Simmons. Who knows? Tannenbaum. There what? We go. <laughs> I don't know. Margaret Imbalm. I don't know. Yeah. She is uh, in a wheelbarrow because that's how we had to put her together. Oh. <laughs> Just it's, it's soup in a fucking wine barrel at this point. It's oh soup. Oh my god. I'm it's... Soup. it's human it's... soup. Oh. oh my goodness, but did you notice if we shut the lights off, it glows. Dude, like, I was blown away. And obviously, like, I'm blown away by the whole story of, like, oh my god, they were ingesting radium. But mostly I'm blown away by the big balls of these companies being like, yeah, but I don't know. But are their I just balls don't want to. as big as. Alice they're Roosevelt's. not as they're not as big Absolutely as Alice not. Roosevelt's because she had really good balls. These guys had like the awful balls, right? So, the awful what you're balls. saying is that these guys had small dick energy. Small <laughs> dick energy. They had big dick energy in that, like, they didn't give a fuck, but they had small dick energy because they were actually garbage. Yeah. Well, also, I, 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 I will let you know that the name of this episode will be the awful balls. The awful balls. <laughs> the awful balls. The awful I have, balls. I have another. Um, question here about this. So, presumably, uh, when these, you know, upper business guys are going, could it be that you're a hooker? Um, <laughs> could it be that you're I a I do hooker? wonder if any of these women were performing on their men and then, like, their penises started to degrade because of... <laughs> My yeah, question is... Did- before the de- the degrading, did they at least get lightsaber cock? 
That's very important. Yeah, like, I mean, Star Wars was not invented by now, but I would have been sitting there like... Well, look at so this! Like it, look at this! It looks like a laser beam! It looks like a laser beam! I sounded beam. so much like John Mulaney. I was gonna then. say, when did we turn it to John Mulaney? But yeah, I wonder what the effects were of them tracking all this stuff home. Like, did it have sort of a ripple effect where... I would imagine that it at least killed their animals, if not their children. (laughs) Oh, do you want to know who else it killed? Who? Mm -hmm. Uh, The scientists who invented the radium dial paint. Uh, (laughs) Of course. I mean... He deserved it. Uh, I, don't, uh, I don't know, dude. He seemed like a he seemed like an okay guy. I didn't do too much uh, digging into him, but like, damn, killed by my own hand, ah, my <laughs> but, own hubris, my own invention, my own hubris, but was, like not I was intentional. By my own invention, I was killed yeah, by I, my own invention. I think that caps off the mad scientist slash you know evil corporation slash what is it like evil evil thing that that goes off here but I, I i don't think the scientist is evil i think it's the smarmy businessmen who are just like yeah mm, yes how much money can we make just like yeah like how they decided he was misunderstood yeah <laughs> the man who made Death. this paint was so misunderstood <laughs> he, he was like guys i made something cool and it glows it's a little dangerous and they're like I imagine that guy going to these (laughs) business types and he's like, wait a minute, my invention is gross. And the business types just look at him and go, have you considered that you might be a whore? (laughs) 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 See, that's that's much better than what I was going to go with, which was he invents this thing and then the next thing you know, he's waking up to ash and dust. Insert. I wipe my brow and I sweat my (laughs) wrist. There we go. That's what I was looking for. I made Those chemicals were for breathe- these women to breathe in. <gasps> Those chemicals. Uh, oh, whoa. <laughs> but yeah, that's probably the funniest but most awful thing to say to someone. I understand that you're dying. I understand that your jaw is literally falling off. But have you considered that you're a slut? Have, have you considered <laughs> being less of a slut? <laughs> have you considered? <laughs> I, again, and I think that's what makes this story, but also what makes it worse. Now, 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 it, Miss Merriweather, pick your drawer up off the floor. Literally. Literally, I was going to say that. <laughs> I was just going to let it hang there so that the, the no. listeners could put that together for themselves. Okay, Please. but you do realize you made an even worse pun by saying yeah. you're just going to let it hang there. Yep. I mean, <laughs> it would like, be if I'm she doesn't have a lower I... jaw. He's like, I'm aware of what I did. And I don't <laughs> I apologize. Don't. I refuse to apologize. <laughs> but yeah, so that that was my story. They're called the Radium Girls. The Radium Girls. They sound like they could be a band. They I was going to say, honestly, it sounds like a fantastic... Are they a band? There, there is a band called the Radium Girls. Zach, I, I need it. you to overlay. First of all, see if we're allowed to. Secondly, overlay a little bit of their music. Hold <laughs> up, let me go. Let me go call the Radium Girls and see what yeah. I can hey, do. Can you? For call all them we up? know, their jaws have fallen off. <laughs> then it's just a bunch of bass and. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they're it's basically they're, zombie um... core. <laughs> Wait, maybe they're. Oh, here it is. Here it is. They're not a band maybe they are so there's a new jersey punk band called the nightbirds who have a song titled the radium girls Ah. and then there is a stage illusion uh where a female assistant in a large box is uh what is it oh my god in radium and then when she comes out her jaw's on the floor so, yeah, it's like a penetration, restorative-type illusion where she's, like, put into a big box. Uh-huh. And um, they, duh, 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 they... She, like, a series of restraints is put on her. And then I think they, like, shove things into the box. Mm. And they're like, oh, look, she's unmarred. I don't know why that's called the Radium Girl, though. Yeah, um... me neither, based on that description. Guys? Yes, sir. Yeah. 
There is a band called Radium Girls, and you know Yes! Do you know where they're based out of? Where? Boston. Of course. Oh, I'm gonna go call yeah. them up! I'm gonna go down the street and knock on that door with my face mask and six feet apart because social distancing. Yeah. And be like, yo, can we use your music, Radium Girls? Can you hey, do it responsibly? Do you mind if we use clips? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Yeah. I'm actually going to send them a message. <laughs> that would be dope. If we could get the Radium Girls to sign off on us using, like, yeah. a five-second bit of their track. Yeah. Um, also, they made a movie about those. This is great. What's the name yeah, of the movie? Yeah, they did. Radio and 2018? 2018? Yeah, they did. That's recent. Yeah. What the fuck? Joey King was in it. Abby Quinn. Colby it... Minifee. <clears throat> Olivia Maculin. Did, uh... did it get jaw-dropping results? Oh my god, please. <laughs> I was gonna give that an answer, and now I don't want to. I just I don't. don't. <laughs> I don't. I think on that one, uh, that was my depressing story. Like, what? What's yours? What? What's your happy one? Yeah, I mean, we need to. We all, need right, to get all right, all right, all right, all right. Buckle up, kids. Buckle. I'm buckled. Buckled. Y'all have y'all have heard of Julius Caesar? Yes. <laughs> yes. No, actually, his, uh, famous for his salad. Uh, yes. The the introduction of the Julian calendar, and yes. um, you know on. the stabbings. Uh, which ended his Who life. Who can forget? But, um, wait, before you continue, oh. can I just give a one terrible, terrible thing? Dude, look, I was yes. in the middle of a monologue and you totally just cut my penis off, but sure. <laughs> uh, it, I was just going to say that I, I knew a guy who had a jewel and mm-hmm. he named it Julius Caesar. I hate uh. you. I hate. <laughs> that's for all the jaw puns, okay? I hate that. I, that's pretty good. I hate that, that... I was interrupted. So that that's that a little could cute. be slapped in the face of me? <laughs> I don't know. I think that's on level with Emily Spinach. Like, he always has Julius Caesar. <laughs> Julius, Julius Caesar. Caesar Julius Caesar in his pocket. Julius Caesar. I was, uh, I was reading something on, uh, on the internet the other day that said um, the person who fucked up so that October, November, and December weren't the... Uh, 8th, 9th, and 10th months of the year deserved to be stabbed. And someone had replied to that story with, I have great news. I, I have good tidings for you. Um, so anyways, getting back on track, Julius Caesar is famous for a number of things. Uh, but have you guys ever heard the story of the time that he was a pirate king? Uh, please go on. Okay. Please, I need. I'm waiting here with such bated breath. So, <laughs> when Julius Caesar was 25 years of age, uh, he was sailing across the Aegean Sea or on the Aegean Sea, um, and he was abducted by pirates from Sicily. Um, and when they abducted him, they asked for a ransom of 20 talents of silver, which is the equivalent of like 620 kilograms of silver and in today's market it's like somewhere upwards of five hundred thousand dollars. Oh, is that all in today money. Yeah. Thanks today because dollars. I couldn't do the math. I did not want to do that math. In today money. Um, in today money. So 
Caesar, who wasn't even a prominent figure at all at this point, um, but I'm sure he had delusions of grandeur uh, even in his youth. Um, even he... in his youth, he knew he would be stabbed <laughs> one day for his hubris. Yeah, he would be stabbed for inventing the worst salad ever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's pretend. Let's pretend that's why he got stabbed. Anyways. They're like, they're like Caesar. Stop! No one is ever going to like this. And they're like, you don't know, man. You I'm don't gonna know, name, man. I'm going to name the lettuce romaine lettuce because we grow it here in Rome. That's clever as shit. <laughs> So anyways, um, hearing that they were offering him or offering him up for a ransom of 20 talents, Caesar apparently laughed in the faces of these pirates and demanded that they uh, doubled with extra the uh, the ransom to 50 talents, which is uh, apparently close to yeah. 1,550 kilograms of silver. Oh. Okay, what's and that in today money? Today dollars? It would be more than a million. Uh, um, and he claimed that uh, 20 talents of silver was not nearly enough. Can you imagine head. being like, listen, listen, I am worth way more than what you are demanding, and I deserve to be appraised appropriately. I'm sorry, yeah. See, take, I'm, him to, I'm, take him to fucking Rick at Pawn Stars, and it's like, best I can do is 20 talents. And he's just like, do you know who I am? Nobody yet, but soon I'll be like... <laughs> Nobody right now. But soon I'll be worth 50 talents. I'm more imagining it's like the scene from Austin Powers, where what was the, what was the original amount? Uh, 20? What, Wasn't what was the original amount? 20 talents. 20 talents yeah, of silver. He's just like... What is it? 20 talons! And then Julius Caesar just, like, leans in and is like, you know that's not... You know that's not a lot of money. You know that's a lot of money. And the pirates are like, well then, 50 talons! And Caesar just looks at them and he nods. He's like, yeah, that's a good one. So, um, the pirates, obviously, being fine with getting more money for this guy, (laughs) uh, nodded in agreement and they were like, make it so, number two. Um, so Caesar sent, uh, a lot of his associates off to get, uh, to get the ransom money, which took a good number of days. Um, well, yeah, it's not exactly like they could Venmo it. Yeah, no, like, (laughs) imagine, imagine how quickly the story would be over if Caesar just Venmoed. Yeah, so so Rome Venmoed the pirates and Caesar came home. The end. Yes. Caesar came home. The end. Everything was a lot faster in the past before the Dark Ages. So the best part about this story, though, is not Caesar upping the price, but it's what he did while he was in captivity. And I say captivity with the loosest, loosest definition of captivity because Caesar fucking ran this pirate crew. <laughs> While he was, I mean, so they, they remained on the island, uh, where they were holding him, uh, prisoner, but during his time, he refused to be put in a cage. Um, he insisted that, uh, the pirates treat him like an equal. He treated all of the pirates like they were his servants, (laughs) <laughs> okay, same though. I get captured and I'm like, listen, I run this bitch. So, so what I'm what I'm understanding is yeah. as much as I want to name this episode Nasty Balls, it's really the episode about big dick energy. It's the BDE episode. It's the BDE episode. I can't believe that on episode three we're already at BDE, but like I think that just shows that we have big dick energy. But go off, sis. <laughs> So anyways, uh, he even went so far as to demand that these pirates be silent while he was attempting sleep. Um, yeah. He would he would He would <laughs> recite poetry, uh, participate <laughs> in their exercises, and act as though he was not a prisoner. Um, and he, he pretty much had run of the island that they were on. He basically got to go anywhere he wanted on the island and, like, write speeches and read poetry and do whatever while he waited for this money to be flown in, like, by helicopter, (laughs) Dude was just living his best life. He's living his best life while in captivity. 
I this, really needed this sort a vacation. Of reminds me of um, this kind of reminds me of Escobar building his own prison, but that's a story <laughs> for another time. So, anyways, um, so yeah, he has the run of this entire fucking island while they're waiting for his money to come back, and then uh, the pirates saw the big balls on uh, Julius Caesar and decided that they really liked him. So they just, you know, let him gallivant around the island. Um, but Caesar wasn't really a huge fan of being held captive, as uh, you wouldn't be. Um, yeah. He said... He got to do whatever the fuck he wanted. Right, what right, do you right. mean? But I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. imagine all the bitches he could have been fucking in Rome... And he You're was right. stuck with a bunch of men on this island. You're right. Well, I, I mean, was going to say, to be fair, he could have been fucking men enough? in Rome, too. We really don't know much about Caesar. We don't know, but also they were limiting him. Yeah, no. Like, he's like, I've torn through this island ten times. Um, <laughs> I've destroyed it, honestly. So, so what you're saying is it, they none of them really passed the butt exam or the, the butt equation from last week. Yeah, oh, yeah he yeah, did yeah, the yeah. math. No, he um, did the math, and he was like unsatisfactory. Bring me back to Rome, and he, they were like, "No, Caesar, you're you're still a captive." And he was like, "No, you don't understand." What? Michelangelo made a statue that you can bounce a quarter off his ass. I need men like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then they were like, "Who's Michelangelo?" And he's like, <laughs> he exactly. was just like, "I can see into the future with my big dick energy. Don't worry." <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand. So anyways, um, because he was generally unhappy with the lack of uh, vagine on this, well, that's not, that's probably not the actual <laughs> reason. I'd imagine that being captive on an island full of pirates is just undesirable in general. Well, it was probably part of it. But so like I said, um, he did, yeah. <laughs> he did say um, that as soon as uh, the ransom was paid and he was free, he was going to hunt these pirates down and he was going to crucify them all. Um, and, oh. you know, it's one of those things, it it struck me as like a note of Dread Pirate Roberts. It's like, good job, I was Wesley. about to say. I'll probably kill you in the morning. But and they were like, I'll most likely kill you in the morning. Right. They were like, oh, Caesar, what a good pal you are. We've become such good friends while we've had you captive here. I'm going to crucify you. Um, so, That's yeah. so funny. <laughs> his uh, his associates return with the fifty talents, um, and true to his word, what? oh fuck, he oh, no. goes home. Okay, goes home. Summons a small fleet, despite the fact that he is not a person of like prominence yet. And I mean, he might be prominent, but he's not like he's not the Caesar. Yeah. Right yeah, he's like he's a he's probably part of he's like He's a fledgling Caesar. He's like part of an Caesar. upper class. Like he can he knows some people. He calls in some favors. Yeah. So, um the pirates made his job easy though because okay. he assembles this small fleet and he returns to the island where he had been held captive and they, and they never hadn't left. left. What? <laughs> So, a man, a man oh. says, "I'm coming back, and I will crucify you." And okay. they were just like, "Okay." You don't, you don't understand just how much he had endeared himself to this whole crew, though. They thought he was joking. But here's the thing: this is the equivalent of Liam Neeson picking up the fucking phone and saying, "I don't know who you are, and I don't know what you want, but I can tell you, I have a particular. I don't have any money, but I do have a particular set of skills. <laughs> I don't have any money." But... And the Bitches on the other end of the phone going, good luck. Sounds cool, dude. We're at 44th except, and 3rd. Yeah, except the really... bitches on the other end of the phone are like, I'm so glad that we became such good friends. Yeah. Your jokes are always so funny. Yeah, but it was... Uh, <laughs> it Liam, was even, you're so funny. It was even better because it was Liam Neeson picking up the phone and going, I have a fuckload of money. But also, I have a very particular set of skills that make me a danger to people like you. And that's a cross. So I'm going to nail you to it if that's cool. Um, so he he comes back. He kidnaps... Well, he doesn't kidnap. He arrests all these pirates. Arrest. He takes back yeah. his, uh, his 50 talents and all of their possessions. And then he 
true to his word, he delivers um, he delivers his pirate captives to prison. And he's like, I demand that these people uh, be crucified. And they were like, eh. And so, so he's like, fuck it. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take this up a ladder. Uh, not uh- here. He goes and he finds the proconsul of Asia. What? And he petitions the proconsul to have these pirates executed. And the guy's like, no, we're going to sell them as slaves. And Caesar's like, no, I made a promise to these gentlemen. I, I am made going a promise. to crucify them. <laughs> I made a So threat. that's exactly what I'm going to do. So he travels back to where these men are being imprisoned. And they... Uh- what? And they didn't stop him. Yeah, no. He just like he's like, you know what? I'm just gonna get on my horse. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back. But trust me, everything will be fine. Everything um, will be fine. Definitely listening to you. They're <laughs> slaves, a hundred percent. I just want to go say bye. I made such good friends. They were such good friends. I do. Um, good friends. I want to crucify. But good, good friends, friends want to crucify them. Yeah. Want to crucify them. Don't hey, get me wrong. Let me, just yeah, going let to me say clarify. Goodbye. Still want to crucify them, but you said no, so I'm just going to give them kisses on the cheek and we'll be uh, best friends. So we'll call it square. There's there's an amazing, uh, there's a twist at the end of this story. I Okay, please. Twist and you guys, I want to give you guys a chance to guess. Oh my god. Uh, I, I, my twist is because if I was Caesar and I had that much fuck you money, because I'm assuming if he's getting 50 talents, he can get some more fuck you money. I'd buy them all as slaves and crucify them myself. You're close. Oh god, yes. that's so good. Caesar Megan, and I are on a level that's petty guess? enough. I think he just breaks into the, to the prison, dude. And I think he's, he just crucifies them. I think crucifixion is always going to be how this ends. You know what's funny? <laughs> what? Caesar actually decided to be lenient. What? He slit what? their throats. Oh. <laughs> At least he did it himself, you know. Oh. I imagine, like, the ball... Okay, so the ball's on this guy, but he, like, walks into the prison, and he's like, no, 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 I'm just going to give my dear friends a kiss. And then he's, like, with a knife across their necks. Okay, I'm yeah. done here. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Don't I'm, look in those cells. I'm going to go conquer the world. Goodbye. Big summer blowout. Like, big summer blowout. <laughs> big summer blowout of your necks. Like, yeah. Fuck. So who who didn't know that story? Uh, uh, so I know. Uh, so, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I know we talked about it before, but it's one of those stories that, like, I don't remember if we talked about the end where he slit all we their throats. We didn't. Because, no. yeah, I didn't think so. Well, because that's because I... you guys made the mistake of telling me that we were going to do a history podcast. And I was like, you know what would be a really nice twist? Is if I don't tell them how the story ends and then reveal it on a history podcast months later. So, like, I, yeah, honestly, that was as, you had as much foresight as Julius Caesar knowing Michelangelo was going to be a thing. Yeah, for um, sure. <laughs> With them big round booties. With them big round booties, but What's yeah, I remember you butt? had told us Wiggle Julius Caesar decided to make friends with pirates and essentially uh, was just a, a baller about it. But I had no idea about the end. Yeah, I, I think the end is definitely what what made it in oh, a, sure. a certain way. But I remember talking about this, and I know that this this story kind of was the the impetus for what the fuck history. But it never gets old. Like, you could call me up in two months and tell me that story. And I'd still be on the edge of my seat being like, Caesar, you then what had motherfucker. Then what yeah, happened? Yeah, like, happened? then what, what happened? happened? So, I have to, I don't know if you said this at the beginning, but sure. how old was he? 25. When, oh my Damn. god. He was so 25 he's years age, young. And he's just like, I'm a cut a bitch. I'm a cut a bitch. And then he like he just started dancing out. Yeah, basically, he just was, he uh, moonwalks uh, out of the prison. He was Christian Bale <laughs> in American Psycho. What? When? At what age did he actually become emperor? That's a good question. I th- ah. I figured you would know because you have a degree in this. 
I told you. Uh, I'm just, I, I'm also, now that you said uh, Christian Bale in American Psycho, I'm just imagining him, like, fucking stabbing all these pirates and being like, try involving me in your pirate games now, bitch! Okay, so he oh. was dictator of the Roman Republic uh, from 49 BC to 44 BC. Yeah. With only All five right. years? Well, he was in office for, um, so he was consul of the Roman Republic, oh. uh, from, do, 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 it looks like he was in office in 44, oh, for three months with Mark Antony, so <laughs> January to March, I guess, uh, then he was in office 46 to 45, 48 to 47, 59 to 58. So he was like, he was in office for a while. Yeah, gotcha. so he had political leanings for a bit, but this happened in 75 BC. So yeah, he, uh, so he, he was first just like, takes... this will launch my uh, political career. Yeah, and he first takes office in 59, it looks like. Gotcha. So, so we this have a while beforehand. We have a little bit to go before we cap this out at like a full hour. Um, does anybody want to talk about our today in history a little bit? Oh my god, dude. Like the fact that he like what was his heresy? Yeah, that's what Let's, that's my so, big question. So I did a little bit of research. Yeah, I because fi- you're the one who sent this too, <laughs> yeah. and I saw it the other day, and I was like, "Damn, dude, what an ironic way to go!" So the the heresy uh, that I found, anyways, is basically that he was a Protestant. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, the funniest thing about so, wait, wait, wait. Let me get this right. It was you're Christian, but were they're not the kind of Christian that we like. So yeah, we're basically, kill you. Um. The the funniest no, thing to me though, no, not that flavor. Yeah, the funniest thing to me though was that um, so as we mentioned in our today in history segment, he is the uh, translator of the New Testament. However, yeah. a lot of the stuff that I read about him is that he basically wrote his own version. <laughs> He's like, I don't, I don't. I'm going to write my own fan fiction. How does that sound? (laughs) He basically, like, he... So that's another part of, like, his uh, accusation of heresy is that someone basically looked at, like, what he wrote and was like, wait a minute, that's that's not right. I was going to say, someone realized that he made Jesus and Judas gay lovers and they were like, that's not right. (laughs) He was like, "Uh, so this is my slash fic, if you could... (laughs) If you could publish this, that would be that would mean so much to me. But then the thing is, they went on to use his version. Well, so that's like that's like writing when you pass an essay and the teacher only reads the first paragraph, so yeah. you only make the first paragraph really good, I and had then a you go like off the. College. Yeah, dude, you go off the rails in the middle, and then you it's... get in the conclusion you make normal again. Which yeah, I think just, would be pretty hard in the New Testament, considering Revelations is like buck wild. Yeah, yeah, for sure. yeah. Revelations is. Whew. It's a lot, but like in the middle, he's just like, and then uh, Judas, you know, went up to Jesus and you know kissed him on the cheek, and then he moved in a little bit more, and uh, he couldn't help himself. He he went full lip. <laughs> they, and then you get the one guy who actually read it, and that's how they know. Yeah, he said no. It's not. It's just a fanfic. That one guy goes up to his like local church and he's like, "Father, have you read the new Bible?" And the father's like, "We're <laughs> Christians. We only read what we want to read." And he's like, "No, father, you you have you have to finish." But this how can Bible. we just take the excerpts of what makes us feel better about ourselves? And he's just like, Father, they're Jesus and Judas. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. And he's like, this this makes me very uncomfortable because maybe I'm a little gay, but it's also the 1500s. So, and this is not <laughs> as, acceptable. As much, fun, 
as this slash fic theory is, it's basically because he made a more Protestant Bible. Okay, this is a little uh, more well, lame. Also, sorry, little... sorry to cut you guys off at the knees, but like, yeah, I'm a little disappointed, but also I can see how that'd be that'd be a big no. But what I what I love more than you know his act of heresy being like a Jesus Judas uh, slash fic is the fact that he was strangled and burned at the stake. So I'd imagine that the point of burning someone at the stake is to make them suffer. However, was he already strangled? He got strangled while he was bound to the stake and then he was lit on fire. Which makes the, I mean, the burning at the stake almost like overkill. Overkill? Yeah, like, were you planning to eat him later? Like, I don't understand why you do that. Uh, burning and strangulation. Bet you can't have just one, which is now a new card against humanity. But <laughs> oh, let me let me call them up real quick. Maybe let's sponsor yeah. the other. Hey, if well, in, if you can get if in touch call... with the Radium Girls, you can definitely get <laughs> yeah. in touch with Cards Against Humanity. Call them I'll after try. the Radium Girls, because oh. like uh, the Radium Girls right now are more important to me. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, Cards Against Humanity. The Radium Girls are a little more important to us. Listen, I don't. I know what the Radium Girls look like. I don't know what the people who created Cards Against Humanity look like. So probably similar to the idiots who make this podcast. Oh my Just god! Saying. Maybe then we hope... are the people who also make Cards Against Humanity. That's my so standard. like. What They're I don't understand is why they ended up using his version, though, because everything that I've read as far as, like, research on this guy goes says that he was, like, a so-so scholar. He hated the church, and he would, like, insult clergy and the pope. So I don't get... I just don't get... If he was a so-so scholar, he probably not only read the more Protestant, Protestant version of the Bible... But he also probably made the one with pictures that the illiterates at that time could read. Like, he probably made a more dumbed-down version that a lot more people could actually understand. So the Catholic Church was like, we're going to burn the guy, but we're also going to use shit so we can spread our word more, you know? Well, it looks like, so it looks like there were a bunch of partial translations. Yeah. Um partial English translations that had been made from the 7th century and onwards, but his looks like it was sort of the first one that was drawing directly from the Hebrew and Greek text, and then the first one to take advantage of the printing press. Uh So, like, he just took advantage of getting it out there as fast as possible, and also, like, having a completed work right here, right now. Okay, so it was less that the Catholic Church wanted to use his stuff. It's more of that, while he was being strangled and burned, he did two middle fingers and said, technology, bitches. Yeah, he was like, I am the future. And <laughs> and then he started yeeting his, yeeting his book into every church and open door he could find. You there, little boy, while I'm being strangled, take this book. Learn from D- it. Take... His dying prayer was that the king of England's eyes would be opened. <laughs> he hands a book off, and while he's burning, just dabs. Damn Jesus dude. Christ. <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> but I think that just about does it for us here tonight. Any final words from you guys? Uh, stay tuned next time, because I have a lot more stories that I found researching this. <laughs> my story tonight. <laughs> I yeah. hope they're all just as sad as this one is. God, just dude, I gotta so find some happier ones. Yeah, we'll <laughs> sprinkle them in here and there. Zach, anything we'll else from you? Um, no, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know what else to follow up with. I, I think, right. I don't think there's anything else to say. Well, I've got something to say. What the fuck, history? give a quick shout out to the radium girls the band we mentioned uh, earlier on in the podcast we actually were able to reach out to them and they were really cool about letting us use one of their songs 
which you're going to hear at the end of the episode. The song is called Spacedelic Love Storm. Uh, you can find the Radium Girls at Radium Girls Boston on Facebook or on their Bandcamp. I uh, just want to thank them once again for being really cool about it, and I hope you folks enjoy the show. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.